0: Hey everybody, it's Sam, that girl with the Curls, bringing you another episode of the podcast! Oh my god, it happened! Uh, it's been a minute, I, I realized that. Um, but in that amount of time, since episode 108, I uh, went to Comic-Con, I uh, went to LA for, for work purposes, uh, got sick again, so fun times were had by all. And by all I mean me, and by me I mean no fun. Um, but, well, uh, some fun. Okay. Fun was had at times. Uh, but yeah, if you're a new listener or a new follower who is uh, just discovering this, first of all, kudos. W- uh, welcome to this world. Uh, second of all, it's it's not regularly updated uh, as much as I would like to keep to a schedule of like once every week or once every couple of weeks. It's really based on who I can get on the show, uh, you know, interview wise, if some friends are available uh, or if the situation of which I have at home is ideal to, to interview people. It's, it's a bit rough when you have a toddler. So, and he's not even mine. He's my sister's. So, you know, there's that. But, uh, the, the whole thing is as long as I still like doing this, it's going to keep happening. So it might not always be, um, on a weekly basis, but they will happen. They'll, they'll continue to keep chugging along. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Uh, uh, quick news in terms of what's been going on with me, I am also partnering up, I guess loosely partnering up with uh, the Society of American Archivists to write, uh, I think we're going with a monthly schedule, uh, an article having to do with pop culture, and its depiction of archives and archivists, um, or, you know, related themes as well. So uh, the first one has gone up. It's live uh, over at the Society of American Archivists uh, review portal, and it will be, as of posting this or this recording, it will be up on uh, Pop Culture Archives, which is my, my newish uh, blog site. Uh, so my, my plan is to Uh, post them to the blog uh, a little bit after they've been posted by Society of American Archivists. And then I'm going to try to follow that up with, like, smaller posts, you know, things that don't take a super long time to write because it's kind of a flash in the pan, like, oh, this thing in, you know, showed an archivist or an archive very briefly, but there's nothing you can really examine with it other than, oh, there it is. So that's the idea. It's, As all things are, it's a work in progress. Um, But this episode that you're here to listen to is episode 109, which is Megan Hutchison. Uh, Megan is uh, an artist, a friend of mine, uh, who you will remember on the Femme Magnifique podcast, I think it was part three, because that's the one where we were all in uh, Shelley Bond's hotel room uh, talking about, uh, basically, uh, Black Crown Publishing, which is an imprint of IDW. And, uh, this was, uh, this was what Shelly was doing before that was even announced. So, uh, Meg was on that, uh, episode, and then I was like, you know what, we should do this just, just you full time, the, the whole hour. And, uh, yeah, so she was kind enough to take some time to talk to me, uh, about her work uh, on Rockstars, uh, which is, uh, coming to its end here fairly soon. She talks about it a little bit in the podcast, and for the most part, we talk about just nerdy shit. You know, it's, it's a lot of Harry Potter, it's a lot of, uh, Doctor Who, uh, we're all over the place, uh, as well as her, her, um previous career as an art director and uh, working with uh, food designers, uh, which is always uh, it's always fun to kind of find out people's professions, uh, you know, what they used to do in the past uh, so yeah, uh, she's mega super fun, and she's awesome and nerdy and so of course she fits in with this podcast uh, I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed talking, so here you go, for your amusement and enjoyment, That Girl with the Curls Episode 109 with Megan Hutchison. Fun to lose and to she's over her. hi hey meg how you doing i'm
1: good
0: sorry about that oh no not a problem i i, I always expect something to happen with skype so it, get it away, get out of the way early <laughs> Yeah, <exactly>. yeah. <laughs> like, i can't promise that a, a toddler won't try to storm my door at some point so you know oh, there
1: <laughs> Perfect. How
0: are you? I'm doing good. I just had breakfast for dinner, so I'm feeling really good about myself right now. That's good. Right. Uh, lucky you. I know. Some days. Some days I'm just the luckiest person. <laughs> what about yeah. you? How is how is sobriety t- uh, uh, treating you right now? Um, you know,
1: it's
0: only been a couple of days. <laughs> so that's fine. You're still young. <laughs> yeah. Was this you know. self-imposed or for a thing or...
1: Sort of. It was sort of self-imposed, and I went and saw my, um, I have a woman that I go to, she's an Ayurvedic practitioner,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I saw her this morning, and she's like, um, yeah, you need to not drink for 30 days. I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) You need to cleanse the system? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, lovely. Mm -hmm. you can just drink a lot of weird juices and, uh, just lots of water, I suppose. Lots of water,
1: and then I have to take, like, a bunch of different herbs. Hmm. Very exciting.
0: No, no, it seems it really like is. the greatest thing that a person can endeavor upon. I mean, and
1: I know it's good for me, but
0: yeah, I mean, I don't have to like it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like uh so. Sometimes I practice Lent because Laps Catholic yeah. and, and whatnot, and yeah, you know, when whenever you try and you know, I'm doing this for my betterment, and you're like, but I really yeah. want that whatever the thing is that I just came. Yeah. The temptation, I know, it's is amazing. T- yeah, temptation's too strong sometimes, and I have to heed yep. the call. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, this is uh, we're already recording, so uh, we're oh, just okay. yeah, so yeah. no worries about if if you don't want any of that stuff prior to you, I can I can <laughs> edit it out. Oh, it's fine. Cool. Although I'm a little bit eccentric. <laughs> That's perfectly okay. <laughs> as as long as you're comfortable. I'm comfortable, so huh. that, that makes this go way easier. Yeah, absolutely. So now I'm going to ask you some hard-hitting political questions. Um, oh, perfect.
1: Yeah. I won't know the answers to any of them. So
0: cool, excellent. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, I was actually reading uh, Rock Stars last night, uh, going going back over it because I've I've gotten into more of the uh, not graphic novel, but the the volume reading is just. Easier right now for me. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'm. This is the gushy part where I just tell you like how gorgeous it is, and you're you're really good at what you do. So. Oh God, thank you. Um,
1: <laughs> I was actually just on Twitter because I was I was looking up your Skype name, and you know, like my feed is basically I have Twitter to look at art and drag queens.
0: Mm. Um, I think that's what it was created for. Was it? That's
1: entirely why they created Twitter. Um, but you know, it's, it's, all these artists pop up in my feed and I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Oh like, no. <laughs> I feel like every artist goes through this though. Um, it seems like, cause know. I
0: have, I have a lot of friends who are artists on, on Twitter and I see some of those back and forth conversations where it's just like, you guys are all good. But then, yeah, it, it I, I, think it's just creative people. Like you admire other people, but then you also want to better yourself and you're just like, why am I not there yet? <laughs> Yeah,
1: I mean it's it's very frustrating, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's good because you want to. You don't want to think that you're the best because then you won't grow as an artist. But mm-hmm. then at this, it's a two edged sword because like, and on the other side, you know you're like, oh, I suck, and uh, my life is meaningless. So
0: yeah, you know the usual things that people <laughs> the
1: usual
0: <laughs> the cycle of your back brain. And
1: forth. <laughs> Well, no, and I was talking. I, this is one of the things I was talking to uh, my Ayurvedic practitioner
0: because
1: uh, mm-hmm. I'm a hippie. I lives in L.
0: LA, a. <laughs> no, <you> know,
1: <laughs> shocking. But she was saying, you know, like she's like, I know that artists have this mindset, but she's like, it's so detrimental to your well being. And I'm like, I just, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like I'm not going to break the cycle. It's just going to keep going. Um, yeah, it perpetuates. Like,
1: I can't ever think that, you know,
0: like, that I'm good at what I do. This is never going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> but anyway, I, thank you for the no, compliment. of course. No, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it, it, it's, sorry, that's this is where I get all tripped up where it's like, you're just really good and I admire it because I can't draw or shit. So, <laughs> my, I do some great M birds. So, the smaller they are, the further away. So, oh, know. Yeah. That's, that's my yeah, way of drawing exactly. or stick people. Um, but oddly enough, I, I, it, it's not the exact same conversation, but I had this with my boss. The, um, I, cause I was actually in LA last week. It was a week before that. Um, it's, it's so weird how something so you, you just did is so f- far out of your mind after it's happened. Um, But I was in L.A., and before that, I talked to my boss about, you know, what I was there for, and and I was really worried. I was like, I I don't think I'm prepared for this. I don't think I'm the right person to go. And we ended up talking it out for, like, 15, 20 minutes. And she's like, I think you know everything you need to know. You just have to stop worrying. To which my response was, uh, I'm on medication for anxiety, so that's never going to (laughs) stop (laughs) <laughs> that just doesn't happen like i can't not worry because it's a fundamental part of my being now yeah or always was like, I guess. by the way yeah
1: let's talk about
0: that yeah it's like there's Small
1: notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a reason like that i have this bottle of pills now it's because of this it's all this um but yeah i did want to i i wanted to talk to you about rock stars uh definitely cuz i remember you asking me if the podcast was going to be more music oriented so um is have you been? Are you doing a lot of interviews where people are like asking you, like, about your playlists and everything, or you know, the inspirations behind rock stars? Yeah, I mean,
1: that's kind of everyone's first question. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, too, just you know, just because in general, most comic books aren't about rock and roll. True. So I think, and people love rock and roll, so. <laughs> They're like, oh, look, there's a comic about rock and roll. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> so they do always ask us. Um, but also, both Joe and I come from a music background. Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, like, I've been playing the piano and singing since I was five, and um, hmm. I've been in numerous bands, and Joe's been in numerous bands. So I think that um, that that's definitely part of it, and then mm-hmm. I'm sure that it kind of, like, translates in both his writing and my drawing. Just that we are musical people, so I think people, you know, like you should associate music with this comic
0: book. Sure, yeah. I mean, degree, you know, the because I remember talking to um, Kelly Thompson, who uh, wrote Gem, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, and in, in trying to depict music, uh, we had a, we had a conversation about that because uh, Sophie Campbell just, you know, the way that it was all depicted it was like, okay, this feels like what music would be if you you know if you tried to write down a feeling i guess or or what music is and and i got that same feeling from from rock stars where it's your your art blends so well with this kind of idea of of music you know and marrying it to the written word so
1: oh thank you yeah, yeah i mean i i definitely tried and my style tends to be a little more uh I don't know funky I don't know Mm -hmm. it it has that kind of like lyrical quality to it anyway which I think is why Joe approached me with a story in the first place but um you know I'm always that's always the biggest compliment to me when people say that you know like they're like I can I can get a sense of the music through your art then I'm like I'm like you just made my day the best day of my life (laughs) yeah
0: I mean, were you listening to, I mean, do you get in the mood by listening to music when you, when you draw or or are you one of those people like I need silence to do it because otherwise I'm just listening to music?
1: No, I actually, um, I actually listen to podcasts when I draw. Oh, okay. Um, I need noise around me all the time. I'm, and actually, uh, my husband gets mad at me because you know, we, we wake up early and the first thing I do is I go in the kitchen and put the kettle on and I put on the classical music station. Sweet. Um, and he hates it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: not a morning but person he, like that? He
1: hates silence. Yeah. He's not a musical person at all. And so it's just like, you know, it like annoys him. He's <laughs> like too bad dude. Like deal with it.
0: Does, does your musical taste change throughout the day? Like you start with like classical and then you move into like the heavier stuff later on?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I usually, yeah, I start with I always start with classical music. I listen to if it's running uh, classical station.
0: Okay. It's
1: the only classical station now, but um, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, I listen to that. And then when I start working, I usually listen to podcasts. But then when I walk, and I walk a lot because I don't drive. I mean, I can, but I just don't. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, like when I'm walking errands or I'm taking the train or whatever, then I listen to music again and kind of like depending on. What I'm reading because, like, right now I'm doing research for a Cthulhu short story, so I'm reading um, uh, mountains. Yeah, which I I didn't even know about until now, and I'm like, oh, I you know grew up reading Lovecraft, so it's mm-hmm. really interesting. So now I'm like listening to kind of like weird ambient witch techno while I'm reading it on the train.
0: There's witch you know? techno. Wait a second. There's witch techno. I wanna I wanna talk about this. <laughs>
1: Um, no, there's a music genre called
0: witch house. Oh, okay. That. Yeah. Wow. So, there you go. I know
1: there's a genre for
0: everything. It, I mean, yeah, clearly there is. I mean, I. It's just, it's. I think it's when you find out there is something that's named that, and then you're just like, oh, well, okay, I guess that's a thing. Yeah,
1: you're like, of course there was. Mm. I'm of sure course witch- that exists.
0: I, of course, witches would be into house music. I mean, this just yeah. makes perfect sense. Although, I mean,
1: I. I study wicca and i practice uh i practice wicca and when mm-hmm. i do like my um my
0: spell work i listen to vivaldi so i don't ever does it for you i guess i mean you're <laughs> it's it's your outlet you might as well yeah, like, you have to justify it to me meg it's fine <laughs> i'm only like, silently let me, judging myself. catholic sli- just silently judging you i don't have to like point yeah. it out or anything oh there you go <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just know that next time I see you at a convention, I'll be like, "Hmm, I know." <laughs> I am all about you. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's. I don't know. I, I had something and then I lost it for a second, <laughs> which is but always. I distracted
1: you with witch tech. Now. No, and
0: that's <laughs> but that's the best thing because I what what I like about doing these interviews a lot of the time is that I I do learn about some new stuff. So actually, I'm after we're done with this call, I, I'll probably go down a witch house music <laughs> rabbit hole.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you need some recommends, I can send you some some stuff that I like. I like more of, like, the ambient stuff. I'm not, I actually grew up, like, I was a rave kid in high school, a shocker, mm. and, um, so I actually don't like a lot of, like, the dancey stuff. I like more kind of mellow,
0: ambient stuff, because I'm old now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I don't want I've to retired, be moving I've too much. I've
1: my, uh, my Junko jeans.
0: No, oh, I know. You could put them back my on. Sugar. <laughs> this will be your your you lifetime movie yeah yeah you gotta get back you gotta get back on the the horse again and ride the bike i don't know metaphor um <laughs> insert that,
1: that's a yeah. <laughs> rape, my rave days i'm so glad we didn't have facebook back then it was
0: oh so yeah that I, needs
1: to just be buried and lost for in the
0: annals of time I think most people, yeah, because my, um, my, my mom's not big on technology. She's, I mean, I had to, I have to kind of walk her through Facebook and Twitter every once in a while just to be like, okay, this is, this is a thing, but you don't need to be a part of it. Um, and I'm so glad that she's not so into it that she's like taking old baby photos or, you know, stuff and be like, remember when this happened? (laughs) Like, yeah, Yeah. thanks, but no. Yeah. Like,
1: that's just, my mom's the same. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, actually, when I go down and visit her, she's like, can you help me with Facebook? And I'm like, no.
0: <laughs> no. You
1: shouldn't even be on Facebook. Uh, Plus, like, she set it up so every time I post something, it pings her, which is terrifying.
0: So you don't say anything anymore is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> you have to, like, break your computer and, like, disable that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just have to develop your own secret language, teach everybody you know except your mother. Yeah. I mean, this is something that could work conceivably.
1: Oh my God, it's just terrifying. Uh, (laughs) Develop
0: a secret twin language or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, my mom asked me to uh, help her with Facebook, and this was years ago when I was in grad school, (laughs) and it was like our first day of like getting to know, I was a second year at the time, and getting to know the first years and not freaking them out too much, and she gives me a call while I'm helping clean up, she's like, can you what's this Facebook thing about? And was just, I think a friend of mine was standing next to me and heard me audibly sigh. And oh no. I was just like, mom, I'm going to be home in like two weeks. So I'll, I'll do that then. I can't do that right now. I can't walk you through this on the phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Um, well, and that's, that's the phone call. I mean, isn't that like part of being a, you know, a child? Yeah. Some like you teach your parents technology. Like my mom calls me all the time and she's like, I took a picture of Quinn, who's my nephew, and mm-hmm. I can't put it on Facebook. And I'm just like, I have to like walk her through it. And this is like once every two weeks. Mm. I'm like, lady, it's called Google.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there are YouTube videos for this. Christ, I know.
1: Honestly, just look it up. You have the you have the internet at your fingertips.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get a lot of hey, I wonder what this thing is. You should look that up. It's Like, you have a smartphone that's literally next to your hand right now you should yeah. just i i know you only type with one finger but come on let's let's well, let's work this out
1: that's the problem mm. that it would take her 20 minutes to look it up because there's a lot of pecking
0: you know <laughs> yeah she one finger type. <laughs> the, the, at one point she was taking typing lessons because for for job purposes and at that point in time i was i was writing like a lot like just out in like our living room or something like that and she the way she types is again that one dat dot, that that kind of thing yeah and then she'd look over and see me and i'm just like brrr, cross the keyboard and and then i look over at her and i keep typing i'm not even looking at the screen no and she's like i hate you right now
1: she's like how dare you but that's uh, the thing cuz we grew up with computers so yeah. we know how to type
0: run the, i mean because I I think you and I are about the same age cuz I'm 33. And you don't Yeah, have, we're about the same age. Yeah, you <laughs> don't have to tell me. You just if I'm in the ballpark. <laughs> like, like, but there's that 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 shift, that generational shift where we were kind of in still in the analog stage and then we moved into digital and we adapted to a certain extent. Okay. Uh whereas like I look at my nephew and he's he's not even a year and a half. He's like a little bit over 1 and he already understands swiping. Like he's already Oh yeah. He's already there. Like he'll be ten times smarter than I was, you know, at twenty-five than uh, in, in when he's five. Like he'll he'll just know it all. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Now my nephew's the same age, and he well he thinks smartphones are just for watching fish videos. But um, I mean,
0: he's not wrong. Yeah,
1: he's not entirely wrong. No, but he can he can work an iPad. He's one and
0: a half. Yeah, so. you just look at him going like, what? What even?
1: What is good? I mean. But I will say this because I taught myself how to program the VCR when I was three, mm-hmm. and that is way harder than operating an, uh, like any Apple device. <laughs> yeah. So I still think I'm smarter than everyone because, like, you try to program a VCR,
0: it's, it's so th- ridiculous. No, it so. doesn't. It doesn't go well. I mean, the, yeah, the amount of VCRs that we all had back in the day, and then you're just like, okay, there's. This can't be as, as harrowing as, as I've been led to believe. And no, it turns out. It's- no,
1: it's it's the worst piece of technology ever. It's the least user friendly piece of technology. Very so true. that's my claim to fame. I peaked when I was three.
0: Oh, good now, for you! That's great. You're you're doing so well, so well, hun. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. It's a while ago, but. Still riding that wave Yep. You know. I mean, as long as it gets you through the the dark times. I mean, having that to fall back on is is always a good skill. I suppose this this art thing you know comes and goes, but yeah. Programming VCRs that's the wave of the future.
1: Programming VCRs is forever.
0: Yeah, that's going to stick with you. (laughs) It's like learning stick. I I guess I don't know. Uh, All I know is that thank God for DVR at this point because just solves all of your problems right there. Oh yeah. Absolutely. As far as I know, I've, my DVR
1: is just full
0: of Doctor Who. Oh, there we go. Are <laughs> you? Sometimes I need to rewatch them. Are you? Is, is it the, yeah, the the new 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 Who or is it the old school Who? Oh no, it's the new one. The new one. Are you excited yeah. about Jodie Wick, uh, so Whitaker, excited. That's her name. Whittaker. Yeah.
1: Widaker. I mean, I love Capaldi. Mm-hmm. He's definitely he's ingratiated himself as my favorite Doctor. Yeah. Even though. I love David Tennant. He just looks too much like my ex-husband, so.
0: Oh, yeah. Out the window. That'll put God. a damper on it.
1: Yeah, I... <laughs> you, know, I like, you ruined it!
0: <laughs> you um, and your face.
1: You <laughs> your stupid British-looking face. Yeah! Um, <laughs> but, um, no, I'm so excited, and actually, uh, what a great time, you know?
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: I'm so excited for my friends who have um, young children who are big nerds.
0: Oh, yeah. You know?
1: Like, they get to grow
0: up with a female doctor, which is so awesome, you know? No, I, I think that there was a video, I, I saw it on either YouTube or it was on, like, Twitter or something like that, and it was these parents recording their daughter, and they, she sees Jodie Whitaker being the, you know, kind of revealing herself, and she's like, the doctor's a girl! And she's, like, so happy and so excited, okay. and you're just like, "That's that's what it, that's what it is, that's what it's all about right there. This little girl now gets to have a female doctor.
1: That's so awesome. Right. I mean, that's uh, it's so empowering. I mean, that's part of why I got into comics is because when I was a kid, we didn't have, I mean, even the big characters, like Wonder Woman and stuff, mm-hmm. um, were like so like sexualized that so we didn't have like real female role models. Yeah. You know what I mean? hmm
0: Yeah, um, I, I that's, spent... No, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Well, it's just the fact that that's changed so much, just even in the, like, the last like five, ten years, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. the The amount of representation, like in terms of moving forward with like women and people of color and, you know, sexual orientation, all that stuff is like, I mean, it's slow going in some aspects, but in other ways you're like, we're making leaps and bounds and, and it's just so exciting to, especially like watching my nephew, like he's going to grow up with all of this stuff, with all these great things that took forever to get to, but they're here now.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. And, um, that makes me want to have a kid, just to be like, look at this world that we're creating. And I'm like, oh, it's too much time and effort and money. So,
0: but then you'd yeah. actually have to like have <laughs> so the I'm just
1: kid.
0: Have a dog. <laughs> I mean, you can teach the dog a couple of things, I'm sure. Like, I just
1: taught her to speak, like yesterday. Really? Yeah, we're practicing it.
0: So, <laughs> well, eventually you'll work up to like full sentences, and it, uh, yeah, you can have a conversation. Well, she
1: can; she understands English, so.
0: <laughs> well, it'd be weird if she chose. My dog is
1: Smartest
0: dog in the world, by the way. So that's every dog owner ever. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I've, I'm, a, I'm a lifelong cat owner, but I, I, I really feel like one day I'm gonna have a dog just to be able to say I had the experience. Yeah, no, it's it's good. Uh, it's
1: good to have. They they keep
0: you, um, they keep you grounded. Mm. That's damn. Yeah. I mean, can I ask what kind of dog?
1: She's a Chihuahua pug. She's actually staring at me right now. Oh. Go. <laughs> She's like, why are you sitting and talking to your computer and not playing with me or giving me trats? Because she understands English.
0: Like strange human.
1: Um, yeah, she's so. She looks like a black mogwai from Gremlins. Oh, Okay.
0: She's
1: like, a <laughs> she's like the most ridiculous.
0: Does she? Does she shake? The last uh, last chihuahua I ever saw was just it shook so much, or I was just like I feel like I'm gonna break you. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: You know they get that she she shakes when she's nervous but um she has enough pug in her mm. that kind of like mellows her out yeah um but she i call her a hell self. she's like dobby like she just like <laughs> kind of like shows up you know yeah like randomly <laughs> and she's got big ears and huge eyeballs and
0: <laughs> she prevents you from going to hogwarts i mean she's
1: always like you can't go to hogwarts <laughs> I throw socks at her, and it doesn't.
0: It's not helping. Well, well, I mean, maybe you should just stop throwing the socks at this point, Megan. I don't think it's. I think it's just a fool's errand at this point. I
1: know
0: she keeps destroying them, so it's it's just a bad idea. There we go. I mean, I <laughs> at least we've at least we've talked it out. I mean, at least we know that your dog is definitely not going to let you go to that magical school in Scotland. I think is where it's and supposed to be. <laughs>
1: that's why I'm not at Hogwarts.
0: And. and that's
1: why- tell myself every day
0: (laughs) and and what is what is uh meg hutchison's uh school house of choice oh
1: man i mean slytherin all the
0: way very nice there's i i I know people who get really mad if they ever like got like because have you done pottermore yes okay and are you slytherin on pottermore oh yes okay uh so my sister is a uh she identifies as a hufflepuff but she took the test on Pottermore and got Slytherin.
1: Oh, uh, see, I understand that people would be like, "I don't want to be a Slytherin; it's an insult." And mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Good, I don't want you here. No. <laughs>
0: the, get out." That's the most Slytherin answer that you could have possibly given. <laughs> so, exactly.
1: You
0: know, it's like it we
1: should... know who we are. But it like, was... I'll go to cons and like someone will come up to my table and they'll buy some stuff and they'll be wearing Slytherin stuff and I'm like, "You're in the right place. <laughs> we
0: we see each other." Mm. Now yeah, I I go between Slytherin and Ravenclaw. Like I my my I guess the the normal one that I did like it was just purely me answering it. I was like, okay, Ravenclaw, sweet. Um and then I did one where I kind of was like, let's try some opposites and see where we go and it got me into Slytherin.
1: <laughs> so, oh, really? Yep. <laughs> That's like your evil
0: side. Perhaps. I mean, but they're they're ambitious. I mean, I have ambition and doesn't mean it's a bad thing. I mean, they they helped out in the end. In the end, yeah. Slytherin house proved themselves. So, whatever. I
1: mean, they're just painted bad because Draco Malfoy sucks. But yeah. like,
0: other than
1: that, I mean, like, look how hot Lucian is. There you go.
0: Very. That's very true. No, I won't argue there, with that. That's,
1: well, I mean, you know, Snape's my forever boo.
0: Is so. he? <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my god, I just want to help him. And anyway. <laughs> I want
1: to cuddle with him. Actually. Um, I'm ha- a friend of mine is. She's a professional um, costume designer. Oh yeah, she does. She does mostly cosplay, and um, she's going to uh, make me a uh, Snape. The whole
0: oh the, the whole getup oh nice
1: getup. It's like the only cosplay I'll ever do. Well, like I want to be Snape.
0: It's got to be super comfortable. I mean, it's just a robe, basically.
1: I mean, except well, right now in LA, oh. It's 93 degrees,
0: so. Difficult, yes. Yeah, so it
1: would suck today. But most
0: days, yes. <laughs> so comfy. Just sit in your house, like, wrapped up in your Snape robe, and you're like, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know I'd wear it in my
0: house, too. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're meant for, isn't it? You just wear them around your... It's like, this is my lounging Snape robe. right, yeah. <laughs> Make a potion, you know, curse Harry Potter's name, and James Potter, and all that. Yeah,
1: I mean, come
0: on. <laughs> Yeah, there's should, not. A, that's what we should all be doing. It's true. Um, <laughs> there's yeah, there's not a lot of. I mean, other than Luna, and then there was Cho, but she she didn't it didn't turn out well for her. Um, no, not a lot of huge Ravenclaws I can identify with, so uh, you have to kind of. I know that's
1: the thing. I mean, mad respect for Ravenclaws because they're like obviously like the super brainy ones.
0: Thank you. But
1: yeah, <laughs> they don't have like a, ma- a lot of like mad rep you know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, like, even, like, Hufflepuff, like, they got, like, some crazy, like, celebrities in their midst. Right. And, like, Ravenclaw, they're kind of, like, eh. But, like, all, you know, all my
0: cool friends, they're all Ravenclaws,
1: because they're all, like, brainy, cool, nerdy people, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, we're just that, uh, that good. <laughs> Ra- Ravenclaw is my backup house. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go there, but, you know, I just wanted to make sure and- <laughs> yeah, no, actually, I know. I know which, like, they're the best. They're
1: they're probably the best best house at at uh, at Hogwarts.
0: But Me, yeah. my
1: husband is like, he's a Gryffindor, mm. like a modern Romeo and Juliet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so such star-crossed lovers, you two are. I know. It's not going to end well on that. I mean, it's just, I don't know if you've read the, the end of that play. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna push him off a building. Sure, yeah. That's how that works. You know? and then drink poison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yum, yum. And, and I then don't know. but then your your family's houses will unite um and because of your death, so I guess pluses and minuses. Um Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Silver lining to everything. For and then sure. my dog will inherit our all of our stuff. Yes. She'll inherit my comic book collection. Yes. And his Dodger Bobblehead collection. I feel so. like
0: that's a, that's a huge, that's the new dowry, is the comic book collection that gets passed off. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, if we're going to be dowry, in this relationship... That's a
1: huge pain in the ass. Still, still up for debate.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I, I, every time I move, I cut down on, like, all my books and, and then comic books where I'm just kind of like, okay, are you really going to read this ever again? Or why are you holding on to it? And so it's, it's a, it's a fairly pared down collection now, but it's starting to get a bit big again, <laughs> so...
1: That's the the dilemma. That's Mm. the comic book dilemma. Well, and also, um, we're both huge bibliophiles, so Mm. I, we have a library in our house, and we're thinking about moving, and I'm just like, we're going to need a truck
0: just for our books. Yeah. or we're not getting rid of any. convert everything into a library, and then that's just where you live. I mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean. There you go. We don't
0: need furniture. No. You can sit on books. You can just get, like, those big, like, encyclopedias and then create a chair out of them. And then you're like... There you go. Yeah. I mean, 100%. why couldn't that work? It's totally feasible. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I'm going into home decorating. Don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's perfect. Have you seen Only Lovers Left Alive?
0: Uh, I know of it, but I haven't actually, uh, like, watched the whole thing. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. Well, and is, I don't care like, about spoilers. You can spoil as much as you want. To you know, go for it's it. Less of a spoiler. I
1: mean, it's Tilda Swindon and Tom Hiddleston as
0: vampires. So that, already, it's per- like every Goth's favorite movie. That's the most perfect thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But she lives in. Um. She lives in Africa, and she's going back to Detroit. Where Tom Hiddleston lives, and mm-hmm. um, they're va- she's a vampire. They're both vampires, so they don't need anything. Yeah. So she's just pa- like she's packing for her trip, and all she does is put a bunch of books in a suitcase.
0: <laughs>
1: and it's like, "God damn it!" Like, she's like, the, I mean, that's just. What I want to, that's like on my, my vision board. I'm like, I want to be that when I grow up.
0: You want to be, you want to be Tilda Swinton putting books into it. I
1: vampire Tilda Swinton mm-hmm. with a suitcase full
0: of books. I mean, you're not too far off from it. It could happen. I think this is actually doable in your lifetime. <laughs> every day. I'm working on it every day. Yeah. You're just like, like I'm, I have a goal support. in mind and I'm working towards it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. You gotta have goals. Yeah, I mean, what what are we in this world if we don't know? Like, at least have some idea of where we're heading. I mean, it can't all be randomness yeah. and chaos, or can it? I don't I mean, know.
1: It is. You <laughs> really look
0: at, but you know, yeah. we can we can pretend that it's not true. Or <laughs> it's like, I mean, uh, was it Hermione in the in the books? Actually, in the movies, when she has the, I mean, it's like a bag of holding, basically, and and the the books shift. and It's like, yep, that's what I want. I want a bag of holding. All my freaking books oh, in it.
1: That, yeah, and then she has like the big tent.
0: Yeah, she's she basically like has a whole house in there. Probably. I mean, oh. I wouldn't put it past her at this point. Like, if you were to actually go like dumpster diving into her bag, just be like, okay, what what is actually in here? It would
1: be like S- Newt Scamander's suitcase. Yeah,
0: I actually just has, saw like, that a movie. Whole
1: lab in there. Yep. Ugh.
0: Love it. I do. Well, again,
1: it goes it goes back to the Tardis, where you're just like you walk
0: into this like giant. Like, it's bigger on the inside. Yeah. you know. No, it, it all it all rolls back to Doctor Who at some point. I mean, it's been around long enough where now it's like, well, every story's done this, so everything goes back to Doctor Who. It does. <laughs> so true. <laughs> how do, how did you feel about um oh what's his, the name the guy who played Filch like actually stepping in as as the first doctor, like now having played the actor who played the doctor, he's now the doctor, the first doctor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I
1: mean, I love, but see, that's what's so great about it. Is that like everything, well, it's, it's also trying to explain this series to someone mm, yeah. who doesn't watch it. <laughs> the nice thing is that everything comes full circle, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like tiny whimey. So I just think it's, it's. I love how they like play with shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then trying to explain that to people, like my dad, who watched the original Doctor Who, mm, yeah. And then I'm trying to explain like the new stuff to him, and he's just like, at some point he just goes, okay, and just like leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. He doesn't even sit <laughs> like, politely okay. while you try to explain it to him. he Just get up, gets up, and leaves. No, no, no. he gave up. <laughs>
1: it's like it's too confusing. Bye.
0: If you have to just watch it <laughs> Yeah I would uh, Anytime my So my roommate in college Was actually really into um, uh, What you were saying with uh, uh, What is it? Lovecraft He was really in a, into Lovecraft And he would start explaining it to me And I I've read a little Lovecraft But I wasn't like You know a big nerd about it or anything um, I had other things I was a big nerd about um, And still am to this day uh, But he would start explaining it to me And he would stop at one point And be like When did I lose you? And Yeah <laughs> So you just kind of see, see the glaze happening where I'm just kind of sitting there humoring him, but not retaining information anymore. Yeah. You're like, and checked out. Yeah. And gone. And, and well, then it just yeah. became like a fun game the two of us would do where I'd start explaining something and I'd wait and just be like, when, when did I lose you? <laughs> like... Yeah.
1: Well, and that's the problem. That's the problem with being a nerd.
0: Yeah. We we know a lot of shit, and then we want to tell people about it, and then they're like, I want to share it. Mm-hmm.
1: And then you realize halfway through the conversation, they are not, that's not their nerd kingdom. Nope. That's yours.
0: <laughs> I'm about that with American history. With <laughs> My, uh, that's my specialization amazing. was, yeah. No, it was, my specialization was the American Revolution through like the ratification of the Constitution, and so anytime like a George Washington thing would come up, or you know Hamilton, I would just start going in on it and just be like, "Well, what you really need to know is this, this, and this," and just watch my sister look at me like I didn't even ask you a question, and you're yeah, <laughs> you're telling me things randomly. But that's what we do. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of our shtick.
1: It's our shtick. Yep. Like. Yeah, we're here to spread knowledge about um, fantastical kingdoms that do not exist. It's true. In this universe.
0: Yep. And I, I think that's the only way it, it makes any sense. You know? Um, have you ever done a Doctor Who comic? Have you ever wanted to?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah?
1: I mean, I haven't done one, no. No. I would love to do one. That would be fun. I'd like to do an offshoot, though. Like not, like, something that's kind of, like, tied to the Doctor, but mm-hmm. isn't involving the Doctor specifically.
0: Okay, like, a, like a, a different character's point of view, or something like that, or, or just, like, yeah. a random story set in the world of Doctor Who? Um,
1: yeah, where he, like, comes in at the end, or it's, it's like, the aftermath, because the other thing is, too, which I love, is that, like, I only say he because the, the new one hasn't started yet, but, like, he comes in, and, like... <laughs> There's a planet, and it's melting, you know, and, like, he comes in and saves it because he's so smart, and then he saves it, and then everyone, like, goes home, and they're like, woohoo, and he, like, disappears, and I'm always like, and then what?
0: Yeah. Like, what happens
1: (laughs) to, like, the cat people? No one
0: talked about the cat people, you know, so. They were trying to help the face of Bo. Why does no one talk about this?
1: Poor face of Bo. Well, he dies.
0: Yeah, he dies. Spoiler alert. Oh, shit. But damn it. But it's okay because it's um, Ch- Captain Jack, so he lives for quite a long time. I'm, I'm re- yes. Also, yes. spoilers, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and it's a an, it's a non linear timeline, so he's still alive.
0: Yes, All um, sure.
1: but you know, it's like I I would love to do something about that, like where he just like kind of shows up at the beginning or the end, and then and then it's just like oh, okay, like, now I have to deal with this
0: shit, thank you, Yes. He just bookends the tale, or he's just like, hi, I'm the doctor, bye, gotta go, and he comes yeah, back at bye. the end, thank yeah. God I saved you. You're like, I, okay,
1: well, the monster's dead, but now there's a dead monster.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. In the middle of our city. The cleanup oh. crew.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, I guess.
0: I, I'm like perpetually fascinated by, you know, especially, I know that, uh, Marvel did this and it was, it was kind of like based on a, a cleanup crew type situation where who are the people who clean up after Spider-Man, you know, with all that webbing and, and, and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Like I'm always obsessed with the, the, the things around a superhero universe just because it's like, if you live in a world where Batman, you know, like chases the Joker down and likely destroys a building every once in a while. What what are the insurance rates in in Gotham City? I mean, what is what is it like to actually live in this city and have to experience that?
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's so. I I love those kinds of stories. Um, like that's why I thought the beginning of the first Spider the the first Spider Man um, the beginning of Spider Man Homecoming was so good because mm-hmm. like the whole reason the whole catalyst behind Michael Keaton's character is because uh, they were cleaning up after the Avengers. Yeah. You know, like, that's so cool to me, because it's like, yeah, what happens to these four people, you know? (laughs)
0: Well, and and it's a good update of the Vulture, too, because, I mean, especially with a lot of superhero villains, like, the costumes are just so so over-the-top and ridiculous because that fits the medium. But when you Mm -hmm. translate it into film, you're like, okay, this... This doesn't work. Like, we can't have him running around in, like, a, a like pajamas, basically, and yeah. some wings.
1: Yeah, why is he wearing tights?
0: Yeah, doesn't make any That's sense. That's the
1: other thing, too, is, like, I think that, I mean, what a great time to be a nerd. Like, mm. there's just been such, like, a rejuvenation of, you know, of not just Marvel, but, like, just kind of, like, nerddom in general, mm-hmm. you know, where we get, like, my sister-in-law, went and saw Spider-Man with me, and she hates comic books. No, oh, she does. You <laughs> know? I mean, she doesn't hate that. And she just, like, does not care. Yeah, it doesn't It it's doesn't movies. affect her life. No. No. But she, she really enjoyed it, because it's a good movie, and because the characters are believable, because the vulture isn't running around in his, like, silly, frilly, feather neck gear mm-hmm. that he had on when I was a kid. You <laughs> know? Like, he was... In a suit of armor, and like he had a real backstory and a real story, and and you know it's like we that's our those are our superheroes
0: now. Yeah. You know? Plus, like he's played people. by Michael Keaton. Who like how do you how do you go wrong with Michael Keaton? You can't. I mean, it's yeah, um, the law of the universe. Michael Keaton makes everything better. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a,
1: Although I think he, Christian Bale's still my favorite Batman.
0: But he's oh no, Batman. I, I. So and that's the thing like because uh, I have a lot of friends who really like truly are diehard, like Batman 89 people um
1: yeah yeah I, mm, it's so good it's
0: <laughs> yeah and 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 I like it enough but I mean I was five when it came out so I don't have the attachment to it like the first time I ever saw that movie was on cable you know I <laughs> did not I, I don't know if that means I have to turn in my nerd card or whatever but it, it never
1: oh no I, did, I couldn't I didn't watch it when it came out. I was too young too, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I think we rented it. Well, cause the other thing is too, we, I didn't spend, I spent a lot of my childhood overseas. So like, mm-hmm. I think I only saw it when I was like 10 or 11 or 12 or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the first Batman movie I ever remember seeing in the, in the theater was actually the Val Kilmer one. <laughs> Uh, oh, God. Which I still have a fondness for because it's just it's just so ridiculous. But I I will I I will never ever ever watch Batman and Robin again. <laughs> it's it's very colorful. Yeah, that's the best thing you can probably say about it. Yeah, which
1: <laughs> should never be said about a Batman movie. Well, I mean, except their like I love I do have a
0: soft spot for Batman sixty six. Oh, it's so good. Like. Uh, yeah, I think. Um, ridiculous. Uh, was it Burt Ward and Adam West? You know, God bless his soul. Uh, they were at uh, they were at Emerald City Comic Con, I think about three or four years back, something like that. And my mom, my sister, and I all went to watch because they, they were playing the the Batman movie, uh, their movie oh, wow. on at the Cinerama, and so we all went because I mean, when I was growing up, we had Nick at Night, and they showed Batman like all the time, yeah. and so. And my, my sister and I have this... Our favorite scene is still when the shark blows up after getting sprayed with the shark repellent. Yeah, the shark repellent. Yeah. It's, it's a scene that I've described to people uh, in depth and have like I just start cracking up in the middle of it because of the ridiculousness of it. Well, I mean, yes. Yeah.
1: But that's why it's so magical. It's this magical, surreal, mm-hmm. neon... Weird filtered world where Batman runs around in the middle of the day.
0: hmm And carries a and giant bomb and, and tries to
1: carries a giant bomb.
0: And has a really hard time getting rid of it. I mean it's just it's so difficult to get rid of a bomb.
1: I mean, it's you know, it's it's an acid flashback is what it is. It's true. Or just being on acid. <laughs> I don't know. I've never
0: had an acid acid flashback. Yeah, I but I can imagine it, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm with you, I'm in the same boat. Like, don't have that experience to, to back that one up. <laughs> but
1: it's it
0: just, you know, it's Batman. Dude, he's, he's doing his thing in the 1960s. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and someone put well, it he really... Went he went through a phase. went <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where he's played by an actor who's clearly trying to suck his gut in the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. So good. So um, good. Oh. And I, I mean, I think that's why I liked... Um, I, why I liked uh, Batman Returns, not Batman Returns, Batman Forever, so much is because it reminded me of the '60s uh, TV show because Jim Carrey is clearly channeling Frank Gorshin and doing oh, all of that. Sure. So it's just like, yeah, no, this is I'm all about this. It's it's kind of a tough watch now because it is so kind of cringe worthy, but I still hold a fondness and and we got that great Seal song, so whatever. Which I
1: sing in the car whenever <laughs> the poor uber drivers that have to take me home if i've been like at the bar mm-hmm. and then they're like do you want to listen to your own music i'm like "Well, yes I, I do and kiss from a the rose
0: there you go popped up for... in the
1: back seat you're welcome yep. welcome lift driver give me five stars <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you had to deal with that you are the best yep. <laughs> and like yeah kiss from you just like start serenading the the, the lift trainer. oh yeah yeah
1: um they usually just laugh at me i mean
0: i'm entertaining if nothing else hey no i've i've <laughs> many a many a drunken night have sung the exact same song i be yeah. like this is the greatest song ever you don't understand it really
1: is it's it's excellent yep um and, and so and same with like um brian adams not ryan adams
0: Mm -hmm. brian adams right yeah
1: also fun to sing when you're drunk
0: are we talking everything i do i do it for you or
1: hell yeah there we
0: go or
1: (laughs) that so that was the one from robin Hood. or what's the
0: one from don juan de marco oh if you ever love a woman oh yeah with the spanish guitar and everything yeah You know you don't hear a lot of Spanish to cu- guitar and pop music anymore. You think we need to bring that back. I mean, the 90s
1: was a magical magical time. It really was.
0: Like <laughs> it's coming back now. I mean, it, that's that 20-year maybe 30-year cycle. It's where like the the 90s are starting to creep back into everything or the 80s strangely enough is is creeping back in too. So I'm curious. The 80s never left.
1: The 80s, 80s never left
0: us. You know I've heard that. <laughs> They just keep showing up.
1: It just keeps showing up like herbies. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I I buy a lot of like really stupid clothes um on the internet mm-hmm. and um, you know from like witch vendors. Um, well, no, I mean it's, they just like you know it's like where I buy my my witch clothes. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they and a lot of these sites they have they're like bringing back like going back to the rave thing.
0: They're mm-hmm.
1: just, uh, it's all this like terrible nineties rave like, clothing and designs and the, the, the boots that light up, and
0: <laughs> I'm like,
1: no. No, no,
0: no. Do you get, like, <laughs> complimentary uh, glow sticks uh, with that purchase?
1: Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're just and, like, um, and a candy lace necklace.
0: Oh, there we go. Uh, uh-huh. You should also, yeah, I, I like mean, that. there's that yeah. in the pacifier, you have to use that one, too. Um, yeah. Yeah. D- it's yeah. It's
1: <laughs> That, that needs
0: to not ever come back. But. There, there's a lot of things from the 80s and 90s that don't need to come back, but possibly will, just because the novelty of it, the second time around, will be too... It, it'll be too much of a temptation. Someone will try to bring it back.
1: Well, the thing is, too, is that now I feel like an old person, because when I was a kid, I used to go thrift shopping all the time, like, when I was in junior high.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, um... You know, I'd wear all this, like, stuff from, like, the 80s and the 70s, and my mom would be like, oh, you know, like, that was the fashion when I was, you know, younger, and, you know, she'd be like, I can't believe it's coming back around. That's my mom's, like, silly accent. <laughs> and, and now I'm that person, now I'm on the internet, and I'm like, what? I'm like, I have, I wore that exact, like, neon, shiny, like, fishnet outfit to rapes when I was in high school. <laughs> Great. Now you can buy it on the internet for 50 bucks.
0: Awesome. Hey, and then you get to, like, scold the <laughs> the young girls, be like, hey, back in my day, and you're like, oh, shit, I've become that yep. person. I've become,
1: it's what we all fear most, <laughs> become our mothers.
0: Oh, man. Well, my mom's okay. That's my pretty, mom's
1: pretty cool.
0: Yeah. If, if, I, I mean,
1: mean, she thinks I'm a disappointment,
0: but other than that, <laughs> she's really... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she hates she my guts, day, but other so than that, like, so, yeah, you know, yeah. She, I, I probably had that coming. It's okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: She's like, when are you going to, you know, snap out of this and get a real job?
0: So. <laughs> Still working on it. <laughs> Is your mom actually not like that you, you work in comics?
1: She just doesn't understand it, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, you know, my parents are immigrants, and I, I think that, like, with a lot of people that, like, came to this country... And, um, you know, like, variants where Mm -hmm. they, like, pull themselves up from their bootstraps and, you know, like, my dad's, like, a business owner and all this stuff. They just kind of, you know, like, that's what they imagine, like, I mean, part of why they moved here is because they, my family's all African. Oh, okay. So, I was actually born during apartheid, so, you know, like, they didn't want to have that, they didn't want me to grow up with that experience, Mm -hmm. and so, I think what, uh, my, like our, my brother my life should look like because they gave us this opportunity and my brother's doing swimmingly like he's an engineer and he is married with a kid and he lives in this like big house in Dana Point and then mm-hmm. meanwhile <laughs> <laughs> smash
0: cut <laughs> and here's Megan here's me.
1: <laughs> you know and um, so I think it's just for them they just don't there's no context for what I do mm-hmm. in their eyes you know Cause, yeah. like People don't do what I do in South Africa at all. I mean, maybe I mean there are certainly people now and like the creative industry is growing there, but mm-hmm. I think that um you know for them they're just like they have no idea that like I could do this for a living and like why I want to. <laughs> You know? And, like, I, I worked in the film industry before, and I was an art director for 12 years, and they were cool with that, because I was, like, making movies and commercials and working on TV shows, and, like, they could contextualize that. Plus, like, my mom's kind of, like, she, she's really into, like, celebrities and stuff, so she's, like,
0: She's, like,
1: like, ooh, you're ha- hang out with famous people.
0: You're going <laughs> to introduce me to all your famous friends now, right, Megan? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> and you're like, No. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go and draw these comic, these funny pictures about yeah. other things. Like,
1: oh yeah, remember all those like Sony parties I used to take you to?
0: Not no mo. <laughs> you wanna go to Comic Con with me? Great. <laughs> You've been cut off. No more celebrity status for you, ma. Yeah. No more Hollywood <laughs> premiere parties, mom. Sorry. Can I ask what um, what what movies you you worked on? Um. Well, so the movies were mostly terrible. Okay.
1: Um I worked on like a lot of slasher stuff, a lot of indie movies. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my thing. um and then when I started transitioning into doing um comic books um I would just work on a, like assistant art director do like graphics and stuff. So I I worked on a lot of like Adam Wingard's movies. Mhm. Um and then I worked on TV shows. I worked on CSI. Oh, you did? did, which I've never seen. Oh. Um, <laughs> and then I just did. I mean, like a bunch of my work to pay for my uh, my art habit was. Um, I was doing commercials, which is pays really well and is very soul sucking um, as an art director.
0: So. And and so what? Do, what is the role of the art director? I mean, other than what it sounds like, it probably is, but I'm sure that there's more to it than the actual name.
1: Um. Not really. I mean, you know, it's just like. In commercials, I'm basically just in charge of everything behind the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm also like I'm the art, I'm the head of the art department, so like you know props falls under me. Mm. Like the food stylists, well the food stylists are their own thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, dealing with food stylists, I'm like uh, just go
0: away. Oh, oh no so- no, you have to dish. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> oh no no no,
1: it's just it's. Funny, it's just like one of those things where, like, you know, like they're so spe- which I get because actually, like, especially doing food commercials, the food has to look a certain way, mm-hmm. you know. So the people that tend to do food styling are so like they have to be so specific all the time, you know. <laughs> so it's just like you go do your thing, please don't bother me, you know, like
0: <laughs> do-
1: <laughs> like they're just they're just very very.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you, do you, I mean, I, I if you, like, stayed away from them as much as possible, did you ever, like, learn some of, like, the tricks of food, you know, food styling? Like, because I, I know that there are, like, these, there's, like, a BuzzFeed thing where they show you, like, this is how they, you know, manipulate this thing, so it looks like this food is actually a. Ama- I I
1: mean, movie magic, right? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I get yeah, no, because the cause one thing that stuck with me was that, um like, the milk in a cereal bowl is actually just glue. That that one like blew my mind. I was like, "What?" Well, it's, it's,
1: sometimes it's blue, and sometimes they just mix um, some kind of like viscous resin with
0: um, with white paint. Uh huh.
1: It depends on the shoot that they want
0: to do. Okay. Because yeah, so, I, I imagine if you're like trying to do like splashes or something like that. And, yeah. Yeah. Because then you need that texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. and South I think what. What, uh, the other one I remember is that uh, ice cream cones uh, the ice cream is is uh, mashed potatoes yeah
1: and actually they use that in movies too oh do they yes so um, unless it's like a very specific scene like if someone is um eating it's like has a milkshake or something it's it's mashed potatoes
0: because it
1: won't because it gets so hot on film sets
0: yeah so and that's why that cone never looks like it's melting it's just yeah
1: It's disgusting. These poor actors, I mean, mean, we used to, I mean, you have to, like, torture them, you know? Like, you put them under these hot lights, you put them in costume, you put them in tons of makeup, you make them eat, like, really shitty food and drink really shitty things because it looks good on camera,
0: mm
1: -hmm. and then then they have to play someone else in front of a (laughs) crew of people,
0: (laughs) you know? Poor actors.
1: (laughs) Poor actors. Like, good luck with that. I'm gonna go hide
0: in my trailer like here here's Where? your spit bucket oh god so,
1: we have all these like past lives because they you know they form us into the
0: people that we are now oh true no i yeah i've 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 worked the retail i was a i was a cold caller when i was right out of high school um for a for a portrait studio and it was like the worst year of my life i was probably so depressed no. that year <laughs> no no uh, I, he, my boss at the time made me work on Thanksgiving and, and he was like, you need to be calling them about getting their, you know, their Christmas portraits. Like, no one's going to want to talk to me. It's friggin' Thanksgiving. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> how well do you think this is going to go? Like half of them are either not celebrating, so they're mad and the other half are, are, are clearly getting their food in order. So they're not going to want to talk to me. This is a poor no. business plan.
1: No, that's ridiculous.
0: <gasps> It'll never fly over. I'm going home. (laughs) It lasted, I think another couple of months after that. (laughs) Well, I'm
1: also terrified of the telephone. I'm like, if someone calls me, I'm like, why aren't you
0: texting me? Mm, No, I'm, I'm the same way. Like I, the only people I'm comfortable talking on the phone with, like for lengths of time are basically my immediate family. (laughs) And. Oh yeah. But it's only my mom. (laughs) There you go. See, yeah. Yeah. Like doing, doing this, doing these, these uh, conversations. Like, I'm not even kidding, right up until I hit the 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 call button, I'm a nervous wreck. I'm just being like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god and then hit and like, Hey
1: That's why that's why I needed the glass of wine, but my art teacher was like, Nope.
0: Like, nope, that's just not gonna happen. Nope.
1: And then I was like, Can I smoke a bowl? But then I'm like, I don't wanna be a stupid stone person. <laughs> Going back to being an artist, we're constantly what do
0: you call that? Self-medicating? Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, (laughs) that's a great descriptor. (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting to the, the end of the hour, but, um, I did want to bring up Femme Magnifique. I mean, if we're gonna actually talk about some of your work, which we did at the beginning and then everything else in the middle is like, whatevs, um, which always good. Um, but I've, Finally gotten around to reading Fed Magnify because I only have so much time in my my day, but because uh, we did talk about we talked about it in, at ECC was it two years ago? Um, when we did that, yeah, it was this
1: past one. It was the one,
0: yeah, yeah, so, when we were in uh, sure, yeah. Shelly's hotel room, which sounds weird when you say it like that, but yeah. nonetheless, when it was <laughs> like, I had, like
1: a really good dive bar, right? <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: we got to go to Shelly's room. Uh,
1: we have the best
0: old-fashioned. That's my hipster impression. Oh, okay. It's like, I only drink absinthe. <laughs> and it has to be with, a, like, a real, true antique spoon. Um yes. And the sugar must come from organic um, cane, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I don't want all those weird chemicals in my body. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you... In, and I, I know we probably talked about this, but you did your story based on uh, Ada Lovelace. uh uh-huh. um, Which is just, first of all, gorgeously rendered and colored by High Five, and it's just pretty, pretty, pretty. Um, but, uh, I mean, what was... What made you want to write about Ada Lovelace?
1: Um... I... So I gave... Um gave Shelley like a list of people that I wanted to write on mm-hmm. and Ada Lovelace was in there because she was the first computer programmer mm-hmm. and this was in 1820 and she is the, the only legitimate daughter of um Lord Byron Lord Byron mm-hmm. I'm like what is his name what's the so,
0: guy the dude what's ah.
1: The guy with a face. <laughs> so she just has, like, a really interesting story. And so when Shelly got back to me, she was like, why would you want to do Ada Lovelace? I'm like, because she's a computer programmer, but she's the daughter of an artist. So she has this, like, dual duality to her that mm-hmm. I can relate to because I'm the daughter of scientists, but I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm constantly conflicted um, just as far as, like, my, my art brain versus my science brain are, like... They're always like buying for more attention.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's just a mess in my head. I mean, but, what you're
0: um, saying is you want a lobotomy.
1: Basically, okay. I want to sleep for a million years. Um,
0: <laughs> just not
1: have to think about any of this. But um, so I just thought you know like that. I just thought that was really interesting because you know like not a lot of people know about her. Like people that are in the computer sciences do know about her.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but not a lot of you know, people that have normal or everyday jobs, like, they don't know about her. So I thought it was a really important story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, she also, like, lost her mind because she took too many
0: drugs. <laughs> well, that, that'll that happen. That'll do.
1: <laughs> so I'm like, I like this girl. She sounds amazing.
0: It's like, no, sh- but I just,
1: I always, like, I just, I just thought that conflict between the two because the reason why she was able to be so efficient at um, being, like, Creating this computer language, mm-hmm. is because she didn't think of it scientifically. She thought about it poetically. Oh, okay. So I think that, and and you can see that now, and it's like I read all these, like, science blogs and stuff, because um, I'm obsessed, mm-hmm. and you can see people, like, the people that are making the breakthroughs are the ones that are thinking about it in a narrative perspective as, uh, like, they're not just looking at the math, and they're not looking at, like, the patterns, they're looking at what is the story that the, the math is telling us. Mm-hmm. And they're the people that are like making these breakthroughs.
0: Yeah, the, the you know, I mean,
1: that's where science fiction renders come from. It's like all this shit that like people were writing about, like Ice Asimov was writing about in the fifties, is true now.
0: Mm-hmm, Yeah.
1: You, there is a if you blend science and art together, you, you know, you get future technology.
0: Yeah. No, and, and that's she, that. <laughs> No, and and I mean, it's especially with you know a a life like hers. I mean, and, and her pedigree basically it's you know she could have she could have probably like even for a woman of her her day she could have done whatever she wanted most likely i mean yes but, but she you know her mind went towards mathematics and 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 just seeing like a woman trying to i mean these are realms that men presumed were theirs you know uh-huh. and to see you know you have someone who was in it but wasn't recognized enough for it until like now, basically.
1: Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it was only in, like, the past couple years, I think in the past ten years, people have actually been giving her the credit that she is due, mm-hmm. because also, she edited the paper that was, um, like, released, that was all of her theory, but um, she didn't get any of the credit for it, and so now, posthumously, they're going back, and they're, they're, like, reissuing all of this stuff, and they're like, she actually did she wrote and edited this,
0: yeah, turns well, she out
1: Babbage write it, yeah, and she edited it, and like a lot of his ideas came from her letters,
0: Mhm,
1: course, it was published under his name well, of so you, you know,
0: you know. <laughs> those feeble minded women happens. they don't they don't know what the math is, <laughs>
1: yeah,, <laughs> huh. but you know it's it's a pretty amazing story for the eighteen twenties, um, and she died of stomach cancer when she was thirty six
0: that just sounds is like the a worst yeah.
1: Um, you know, and like her mom died of heartbreak mm-hmm. and, or actually her mom went insane,
0: then died of heartbreak and then Died of heartbreak mm-hmm. because
1: Lord Byron left her and, um, you know, she was using laudanum and that like kind of rotted her brain. And I think, I mean, they think that's how, why she got stomach cancer, but like she had it's like her own woman. I'm like, mm, I like her <laughs> like how ahead of her time,
0: you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, no, definitely. And. And again, like the that that big old splash page that you do for her is just it's just so wild. It's so wild in like the best way possible, I mean. Um and and I'll I I might just like put up a, a picture of this like when the, the, the podcast goes live, but you know when you're doing when you're doing a condensed story like this, basically, I mean it's three pages. Um how what I I don't know, how do you approach it? Like how do you kind of synthesize it all down basically
1: well that was the hard part so like I was lucky enough that I got to work because I helped Shelly with the book Mm. the design of the book and so I was actually helping her I was in her office and so she actually kind of like helped me with it just as far as like I had an idea of what I wanted to do but then she was the one she was like you should just do a big splash page and so I kind of made it more tonal You know, like, Mm -hmm. because you can you can go on Wikipedia and read about her life. You know, like she was born here, and she had three kids, and she married this person, and you know, like this is when she wrote her paper. Mm -hmm. But so I wanted to do something more about who she was as a person. So it just like you know she start she was like born in strife, like you know her dad leaving her, Mm -hmm. and then um, just how like these like little inklings started coming into her life, like this you know, like her magical abilities um, and how they kind of manifest it. But again, it's a double edged sword because like as she, you know, was able to come up with these ideas and think this way, it was also causing her pain and it was like um, mental anguish mm-hmm. and, um, you know, it, the insanity that killed her mother. They You know, she was scared that that was what she was getting mm-hmm. to because she thought it was Genetic, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's more about that. So it's more about like kind of like the tone of it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, so I
1: kind of pitched that to Shelley, and she was like, "Great, <laughs>
0: <laughs> do that."
1: She's like, "Do that one," but I mean, you know, it's you can't do a whole lot in three pages. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's hard to tell uh, a succinct story in three pages. So.
0: And yet, here we are.
1: And that here we are. So it's more. It's just more about her, like you just kind of get a glimpse of who she
0: was Mm -hmm. in three pages. What, uh, do you remember the other people that you pitched, uh, to Shelly? Um,
1: no.
0: (laughs) Just curious. I wasn't, uh, man, I, I should probably go back and listen to that, the Magnifique episode that you're on. Maybe I asked you that before that. No, I,
1: it was so long ago. But I think, well, one of them was Mary Shelley. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, do I do mostly horror stuff. I do, like, 90% horror stuff. So, but then because of that, Shelley was like, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so not gonna, no. Nope.
1: Because I think she really wanted me to, like, get out of, you know, my, my huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Get out, like, get out she, of the comfort zone. Like, take a, yeah. take a little risk on something else. And... Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I said, it turned out gorgeous. I mean, and, and just based yep. on how you how you describe it, I mean, it's much more kind of trying to give you a feeling of her own mind, basically. Yes. And yeah. Her mind's the most interesting part, so that's mm-hmm. kind of what the Splash Page is about. Is like, just kind of like all the shit that made her who she was, but
1: it also was like the part of her downfall.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, like the dual sides of most women. You know, cause like, yeah. and I struggle with this too. Cause it's like, I'm an, I'm a fiercely independent woman. And, um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm want to be a caretaker, you know? So it's just like, mm-hmm. we we're constantly struggling with this, you know?
0: Yeah. It's the burden of being a woman.
1: It is. We're, we're very complex creatures, which I understand is why, you know, like, men are like, you're so emotional. It's like, actually, you're more emotional than me. I just got a lot of shit going
0: on. I, you know, I found that to be so much truer. Like, you know, I've seen, I've known a lot of men in my life who are, it's, it's amazing, like, how needy they are. And I'm just like, why do you not just have your shit together yet? I don't get it. Like...
1: No, they're way, see, that's the thing, and it's, and we're starting to see it more and more now, which I think is actually really, really important, Mm -hmm. like, I can see it in my nephew, um, my, he's my, my husband's nephew, Mm -hmm. but, like, um, he's 11, and I can see that he's just really sensitive, Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, back when we were growing up, boys weren't allowed to be that sensitive, and, like, now, there's, like, a place for him, you know, like, he's allowed to be sensitive.
0: Yeah, um, I'm really, you
1: know, because like boys can't, boys should be
0: sensitive, you know? No, exactly. And, and, you know, the whatever pre described gender roles that you think that someone should conform to, it's just ridiculous. It's, um, I'm, I'm really excited to show my nephew, uh, Steven Universe, you know, eventually. Mm-hmm. Just cause, and I was explaining it to my sister because she, I mean, she doesn't watch the, the amount of cartoons that I do. Um, <laughs> But I was ex- I was explaining to her the whole concept behind it, and I was just like it's a boy whose power comes from his emotions. I mean, uh-huh. that's the best thing that you can you can have for not only little little boys but also little girls, you yeah. know, and, or you know little gender fluid theys. Um, uh-huh. It's it's. I think I'm I'm more excited about like the entertainment aspects going forward. That not only I get to you know watch, but also get to share with with my nephew, I think is... That's what I'm, like, the most excited about right now.
1: Absolutely. I, I keep asking my sister-in-law when I'm allowed to show my nephew Adventure Time.
0: Oh, my God. There we go. I'm like,
1: this is the most important show he will ever watch. <laughs>
0: In the history of ever.
1: Of ever. Mm-hmm. But I did... We did um, eventually wear down... Um, my my brother's... Uh. My... Ugh, what is it? She's my... She's my husband's sister's kids. Okay. We did eventually convince them to get into Harry Potter. So oh. there's one. There's one battle that that is won.
0: <laughs> well, that's just a gateway drug. I mean, eventually it'll open up to so much more.
1: I know. I hope so. But yeah, like my my niece just asked me. She was like, "I want Hermione Granger stuff." And I'm like, "Why do you like Hermione?" She's like, "Cause she's so smart."
0: There we go. She.
1: Doesn't let anyone boss her around. She's the boss.
0: I'm like, get it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the, uh, have you seen Black Panther? I uh, love it so much. There you go. So, like, the the reactions that people had to, like, Shuri, um, you know, she's like, she's a scientist who kicks ass, and she's stylish, and she's amazing, and she's funny, and all this, and it's just like, that, that stuff, like, I remember growing up never having female characters with, as much nuance as Shuri gets to show, you know?
1: I mean, it's so, that's so amazing. And, like, what a great, like, ideal person to grow up. But that's just because she knows, here's the other thing. She knows who she is, and I think that for, you know, and, like, in a lot of media, and you can talk to people about this all day, but in, like, Mm. a lot of media, when we were kids, the women were defined by their relationships with men. Yep. Whereas the stuff now, because now you're having women writers, and men who, you know, have healthy relationships with women who can write women, Mm -hmm. you know, now you have, like, fully formed women, and I think that's why people love Shri so much, is because she's just, she's her own person. Yeah. She's not defined by her brother, she's not defined by her family, she is who she is, you know, and I think that you're starting to see, like, same with Hermione, you know, like, you're starting to see more female characters, that are not influenced by the men that they have in their lives.
0: No, exactly. I mean, I, I'm so glad that we're getting away in, in a lot of cases from that whole five man band thing. And then the chick and yes. it, like, it I still
1: just drives me so bonkers when I keep saying like, there's like, there's like five guys, there's one black guy and one woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why are you still doing
0: this? <laughs> that was like every eighties and nineties cartoon. <laughs> how is this even relevant anymore exactly Mm -hmm. it's like why don't we make a group where it's your your agency
1: needs to get fired (laughs) (laughs)
0: it's like where where's my i mean i i do like what they're doing like with voltron i mean making a pidge a girl and and doing you know the the little changes here and there where you're just like okay i can see where you're going with this it's not going to be completely fixed but i get it (laughs) yeah (laughs) i applaud you for it but Baby steps, baby maybe steps. steps. Yeah.
1: But you know, I think it's just important that we do what we do, and like as creators, it's it's very important that we you know promote change where we can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like um, I make sure that characters in my books are. Um, I mean, Rock Stars is a little bit different
0: because well, it's based in the, the the mythology of rock and roll more than anything. Yeah. But even though. Joe and I are working
1: on a story right now for, um, I'm not allowed to say what the title of it is, but it is a horror anthology that is put out every year by a very famous um, horror director.
0: Mm.
1: And, um, uh, you know, in our story, like, they're mostly people of color. They're um, a lot of, most, I don't know. I mean, like, just, like, very gender-fluid as Mm -hmm. far as, like, the lead characters, Um, you know, and it's just, like, that's becoming more and more normal for, like, the stuff that I'm creating. Yeah. Like, because I also, you know, like, I don't associate myself as, you know, like, I grew up in the gay community, and, you know, like, I was very involved in it, and, you Mm -hmm. know, so it's, like, for me... I need to see what I'm represented by, too, because I'm also, I'm not gender-fluid, but I'm sexually fluid, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nope. You know, so it's like, I don't want to see, I just don't want to see, like, straight people running around all
0: day, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> straight people boring. are boring, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, give me something else. Give me something I can bite into. Like. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And you're seeing that more and more, and which is just absolutely lovely. And, like, I... Um, and, like, these... You know you have these books that are coming out that are like doing like gangbuster, and it's like mm-hmm. has trans people or like you know like Iceman is doing crazy good, you know, and he's mm-hmm. like the first like openly gay superhero that has gotten this much traction, you know, so it's just like we're living in, we're living in awesome times, you know,
0: yeah, no creatively, it's just it's it's getting so much better and just feels like going forward like i mean i I was I'm I'm not the biggest fan of the DC comic movies right now. the 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 live action ones they they make me sure. very mad. Um, but uh, when I heard that like Ava DuVernay was going to do a fourth world movie, I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I'm so happy right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I definitely like, especially since I know her favorite character is Big Barda, and my mm-hmm. favorite character is Big Barda. So. I know. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> so. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's part and parcel, but it's just, it's seeing the shift towards, you know, the voices outside of cis, you know, white men, basically. Yeah. Which...
1: I mean, you know, and unfortunately, there is a backlash from it. And, sure. um, myself and, uh, a lot of other people I know have been targeted because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, but again, it goes back to, obviously, these guys, when they were kids, they weren't told that it's okay to be sensitive, or it's, it's okay, like, they didn't under, they don't understand themselves. Mm -hmm. So now they are seeing their definition of men being, um, thwarted by the masses, Yeah, you know, and so they're, you know, going after people who are, um, instigating change, saying that like, you know,
0: I don't know. No, no. I mean, it's, 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 it's inevitable. I mean, that's, that's going to happen. I mean, I think the, the best, I mean, not the best part, but the what happens with the backlash is then that people start pushing back on them, where it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, your 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 worldview is going to die out. Like, well, that's the thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Hopefully, this is like the swan song. Unfortunately, this administration isn't making it any easier. Oh shit! But- yeah. But I do think that this is like there's a reason that this is happening right now, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that this might. I mean, again, I'm trying to look for silver linings everywhere because, sure. um, every, mm. so, um, you know, like this, this does kind of give us the push. Like, I mean, people are getting off their asses and they are reacting to things and are instigating change, whenever, because we didn't need to
0: before. Yeah, you know. The, and
1: so now we do.
0: Yeah, our, com- <laughs> our we were complacent. We were complicit. Oh and, boy.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Um. Yeah, the, the oddest thing about this whole thing would be is is if uh, is if Trump actually ended up uniting the world because of their, just, hatred of him. <laughs> like,
1: Dude, there have been weirder things that have happened in the planet, and um, I wouldn't be surprised, mm. you know?
0: Like, I, I do want to ask before we wrap this up, uh, were you one of those uh, witches hexing him?
1: I don't, so I posted something about it, but um, just I just thought it was, like, Funny, but yeah. no. There, I read this. I read a couple articles because there was that there was a coven in Brooklyn that like got they got a lot of heat for it because they were like they were hexing him and they did like a you know like the news the local news came out to their their place and like they oh, had Lord. all this
0: stuff
1: <laughs> <laughs> where they were like hexing Trump. But um, no, I didn't because um I do not when it, if I put any of that negative energy out, that's mm. going to be reflected back onto me and he's not worth my time well said I don't want I surround myself with light I only do light practices
0: mm-hmm. like he he does not deserve my energy so no no it's true I yeah I I because I knew a couple of people who were talking about it and that they were thinking about doing it so like that that you brought it up that you that you practice wicca I just I had to ask it was just,
1: oh no I you know It's too tempting I know, but we do joke about it, and, like, my other witch friends, we would we'd joke about it and, like, send each other, like, gifts and stuff, but, um, yeah. no, because I think it's just real, and that's the other thing, I think it's just really important, and I think that, you know, like, we're all on the same page, Was so like, we just need to band together and create, and um, create positivity and create light, here's my hippie rant, okay. you know, and think, <laughs> I think we're doing it, you know, and I think that we're telling good stories, and we're, you know, like, sharing experiences, and we're be- being more accepting, Yeah. And being more
0: open and also listening. No, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, creatively speaking, it's, it's looking brighter and brighter and I'm, I'm, I'm here for this. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. We're, we're we're a little over an hour, not a problem. All good. Um, and so before we go, do you want to promote anything that might be coming out soon? I mean, this is going to, I'm just going to post this on like Friday or Saturday. So it's going to go out really quick, but if there's anything you want to tell people about or that they should, should check out, go ahead.
1: Sure. Um, so we're wrapping up rock stars. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finishing up the last issue. So that should be out in uh, two months. Um, and then after that, then the second trade will come out. The first trade is already in stores. So yes. you can get the first arc.
0: I'm, um, I'm currently staring because- at it. <laughs> Oh,
1: nice. Very nice. Um, yeah, so that's 70s Arena Rock. And then the next arc that I'm finishing up right now is 80s uh, Metal. So nice. that should be fun. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of fun to draw. Um, and then I will be announcing the project that I'm doing that I mentioned before, but I can't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so if people follow me on social media, then they can see it when I post it.
0: And, and, and then where, where I also might they... have another
1: project that hasn't been announced but informally, I can say that I am co-writing a project with Jimmy Pomiati that I will be illustrating that I am also starting right now. So. Sweet. People just need to follow me yeah. on social media. Where, where might I, they I do post, that? I post funny pictures and pictures of my dog.
0: Well, uh, and, and where <laughs> where might they go to, to follow you?
1: So um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at Black, B-L-A-C-K-E-M, underscore art, mm-hmm. because no one can spell my name, and then, um, and then if you, I'm on Facebook, at it came from Gallifrey, so that's, that's my art page, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm pretty easy to track down, Sweet. as far as, if you go on, on the interweb, yeah, and, um, yeah, I, I try to keep, well, because, like, I also have, um, a con schedule,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we am doing about, I want
0: to say nine nine more shows this year, so I post oh, that. Oh Jesus. Too. Okay. Uh, and and I can I'll link all that stuff too on the the page once this posts, so those will be oh. readily available. Um but Meg, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yay. Thank you. Thank you for letting me geek out with you. Of course, anytime. Like this is this is just kind of like when we when we talk at Comic-Con, you know, it's just there's not a lot of yeah. people around us though. <laughs> so That's true. It's a lot easier. Um, But, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, Thank you for doing the show, and I'll probably be seeing you at – are you going to Rose City this year? Yeah,
1: I'll be at Rose City. Um, It's my favorite show.
0: Sweet. Okay, wait, don't – well, it's one of my favorites. It's (laughs) one (laughs) of – you can't pick it's like your children you can't, can't yeah I can't say that um it's one of my favorite shows well alright um, then I will see okay, you in, so I'll there. in I'll see you in Portland and we'll probably geek out some more so uh good yeah good and uh on behalf of that girl with the curls uh night, everybody Night.